Hello and welcome to the summer series. I am so excited to present this collection of interviews that I've done over the past few months. And these are with some really amazing, inspiring women that have gone through several obstacles, whether it's on their own personal health issues, uh, similar to like what I have or uh, what I have done, or maybe they've even experienced it through a loved one or circumstances with their, you know, employment, um, all the things that have happened through COVID, which have changed a lot of our thinking of, you know, how we want to live our lives on a daily basis, what we want to focus on, um, you know, what inspires us, what lights us up, what do we want to do more of? And I hope that you'll really, really enjoy this series. I loved putting it together. Um, if you have questions or want to reach out personally to any of the women that I've interviewed, please do so. We've included their information in the links and enjoy. Hi, and welcome to the Functionally Fit Podcast. I'm Jen Rice, and today we are talking about one of my favorite subjects, and I have an amazing guest to uh, share her knowledge with us. Um, I love gut health. I love everything about, you know, the more I can learn about gut health, the more I can implement, the better I feel overall. And I know that you feel the same. Thanks for being here today, Brittany Hayden. Welcome. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. So Brittany is a nurse practitioner and we met um, through online, like how everybody now meets these days, right? But yes. yeah, we connected over our shared interests in gut health and she has been, uh, well, was a practicing um, nurse for 20 years and has taken the next step, which is becoming an advanced practice provider as a nurse practitioner. And she is opening her own clinic, which is so fun in Nebraska. But I'm just so glad that you're here today to kind of share with us a little bit. I know we're kind of going to go forward to go back, but if we can kind of start with, um, you know, why did you decide to do your own clinic and what, what did you see? How did that kind of come about? Do you mind sharing that with us? Um, I, I've always wanted to have my own business. So, I mean, being a nurse for so many years and working um, with a group of people, I mean, I, I loved where I work, um, but deep down, I've always wanted to have my own thing. And, and I never really knew what that was going to look like, but as I, went through school and really kind of found my passion in functional medicine. Um, I knew that that was something that I wanted to offer my community in rural Nebraska. And I mean, there obviously are not very many functional medicine clinics around. So it kind of just pushed me that much more to figure out how to have my own business and be able to serve the people that are around me. So. I love that. I love that. So tell us a little bit about, um, 
you know, in opening this clinic, uh, do you feel like you're, uh, you're having to monitor your own gut stress because yes, I'm scared spitless. <laughs> yes. So did you, um, I mean, are you practicing more of your own tips and techniques to try to just stay more even? Yeah. Um, I, I yes, for sure. <laughs> Everything. I'm a big, um, nerd when it comes to books and reading. And so everything that I can get my hands on to expand my knowledge and learn how to implement in my daily life, it's, it's an ongoing thing. So yeah, stress I love management has definitely been one of those. <laughs> well, you know, a lot of people, and this is something that I didn't really realize until, uh, you know, I had my own health issues about five years ago now. And I feel like they happened overnight, but when I always, when I think back, I, I know they came on slowly and, and you don't really think about the stress inside your body. I mean, you know, maybe in your shoulders and people always say, oh, I have tension, maybe you have a tension headache, but you don't think about how our, our gut are picking up on all of this, um, you know, emotion and stress and over time, it just doesn't seem to uh, maybe compensate as much as it once did. And I know for you, if you could share a little bit with us, I know you were in your early 30s when you first started having health issues. But what is what did your health issues look like? I, you know, I I think back and actually, my my health has never been amazing. I mean, I had chronic allergies as a child um, into adulthood that just have gotten worse. And in my thirties, my overall health started to decline. Um, the first thing that really started to go bad, I developed, um, pretty much uncontrolled asthma kind of just out of the blue. And, um, you know, I did all the tests. I did everything that I was supposed to, I took all the medications and I wasn't, I, I wasn't better. I wasn't controlled whatsoever. And you know, being a nurse, I knew that there had to be something that was causing me to have these symptoms. So it made me really start looking at my environment and what had, what was the triggering factor. And, um, with that, it happened to be something within my home that was triggering, tr triggering asthma. Okay. So I was going to ask you if it was a year round asthma or only during pollen season, or it was all the time. It, it was, it, it was, it was seasonal because it was related to smoke in my home. Oh. There was smoke filtering into my home mm. um, from an outside stove actually. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that, that was kind of the, the thing that sparked everything. But then because I had seasonal allergies, then those allergies, I mean, I was having more symptoms during those times of years as, or during that time of year as well. So it was just a trickling effect. I mean, it was the one thing that caused the problem and then it was just affecting my whole life. So a trying to figure out what the source was and then modify your life and everything because it, 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 it caused so much damage. Mm -hmm. Um, that, I mean, that was, that was really the, the starting, the pivoting point. And as far as me, like looking at my health and what was starting to happen to me, um, 
Were so, you having, um, did it trickle to like, I'm, I'm not, I would assume maybe your sleep started to get affected based yeah. on not being able to breathe well. Yep. And when we don't sleep well, it unlocks this Pandora's box of yep. problems, yep. emotional and physical, which yep. we don't even really, uh, I now say, like I set a bedtime alarm. I don't necessarily always have to set a morning alarm anymore. I literally set like a bedtime alarm because I want my, I want myself in bed most nights that I can, uh, so that we can get that restorative sleep. But well, if you can't breathe well, you're not going to sleep well. No. And I've always been one that required a lot of sleep. So like going to bed is fine, but when your body is never able to actually get into a deep, good quality sleep, you are never rested. You are exhausted constantly. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it just unfolded that it, way. It just, so yep. when you, um, I know you mentioned to me, you had some some palpitations at one point too. So here you are like a young, healthy person, so, you know, like yeah. you're not in your fifties. I mean, not no. that, that means we don't have a healthy heart, but it, you were very no. young to have that happen. Right. Yeah. So, so I, I kind of managed, I, I figured out what was going on with the asthma and like not even that much longer, you know, a couple of years later, then I started having erratic palpitations and it's not just something minor. I mean, it is severe cardiac palpitations and started seeing cardiology wore I don't know how many halter monitors did the echoes and th there wasn't ever a good explanation for what was going on but I was becoming incapacitated like I couldn't walk across the floor I, I would collapse my pulse was like in the 50s sometimes down in the 40s um, so lightheaded. I, I mean, I, I just couldn't function. I would lie in bed in the weekends, just sobbing because my heart was just beating erratically. And, and you, you know, that you can't live like that. You can't, you can't function. Um, and Were so they talking about like a pacemaker at any point or no, not any sort of okay. they had okay. just, um, they tried some different medication mm -hmm. and the medication didn't do anything. It didn't stop the palpitations. Um, I mean, I, I was exceedingly sick. So I talked to my aunt who is a, a PA that specializes in women's cardiology. And she's like, you need to go see somebody else. Cause she was really thinking that I needed to have ablation done or something. She's like, mm -hmm. you've got to go see another specialist because if the medications that they're trying aren't helping you, like you should, why are you even taking them? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah. I scheduled um, an appointment to go see this other cardiologist. And I happened to be talking to one of my friends who had been on her own health journey and was really into holistic um, health and healing. And she, she happened to throw out this crazy idea. At least I thought it was crazy, but she's like, you know, sometimes um, parasites cause problems in other places like your heart. <laughs> And I'm like, what? <laughs> She's like, oh, yeah, wow. you know, maybe you should just try a parasite cleanse. Well, like I'm from the world that, you know, you we're in America. We don't get parasites. Right. You know, that's the right. Third world country thing. Well, that's not so true. <laughs> so I just ordered a parasite cleanse um, from someplace that she had recommended to me. And I went to the cardiologist and I'm like, he's asking me, how many palpitations have you had when you you know, walked from here to here. And, and, you know, I, I'm so sick, but let, 
I didn't tell him that I'd also ordered this no (laughs) treatment for myself right so he takes me off of everything he's like I'm going to send you home with a new monitor and we're just going to pretty much induce um a, a stress test at home and try to figure out what's going on with you well I go home I start taking my parasite cleanse and within the first week I start noticing an improvement in my symptoms. So she told me to take them for 30 days. I took them for 30 days. And by the end of the 30 days, I called her. I'm like, you'll never believe this. I feel like a million times better. She goes, I think you better take another six or another 30 days. So you'd have 60 days total. (laughs) She's like, you want to get rid of everything (laughs) because if this is helping, you know, we're on to something. So what is, um, can you share a little bit about what is in, what does a parasite cleanse look like? It, it, I mean, is it like dimetaceous earth? Is it charcoal? Is it like, it was special- you know what? I didn't, I, I'd have to go get the bottle because I have That's some okay. more of it. Um, I, I didn't even know what I was taking. Like I oh. had no idea. It was um, some, some concoction that I found on, the internet. I mean, literally like a mom and pop, um, herbal supply store. Okay. So maybe <laughs> like, I would recommend no, to no, anyone to do right. ever. <laughs> Here's where the disclaimer comes in to the, to the show. do not do Don't this. Do what she did. No, no. But, but it does make a point that when you become desperate, yeah. you will do almost anything to yes. feel better. And with chronic conditions, this is where we are often failed in allopathic medicine because the symptom, like they couldn't say, oh, Brittany, you need a stent. Do you have a clogged artery? Or, oh, you know, it's obviously XYZ murmur of the heart mm-hmm. and you need a valve replacement. They like could find nothing structurally wrong. So therefore there is no procedure. Yep. Yeah. And now you're left with though this, waxing and waning of a debilitating condition that no one has answers for you for. So yes, Yes. um, you feel very, very hopeless. I mean, yeah, I certainly didn't want to live the rest of my life that way. (laughs) So with the, do you have now looking back, can you think of where like a content, like a parasite may have developed a pot potentially from food or from a trip or from a, who knows hard, what, or from water, or we don't hard know. Telling. I mean, we, we have cattle, we have animals. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, between the dogs and the cats and the cows and the horse, you know, we're around stuff all the time that potentially has parasites. Um, so and a lot of times they do co-mingle with us, but for whatever reason, your count maybe got out of whack, right? And then yeah. there was too much of them and not enough other stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, to- and we and- talked about your toxic burden overall was something not from you living on a farm, but from, from other things um, that yeah. kind of contributed to just an overall heavier toxic burden. We've got yeah. the smoke, we've got yeah. Well, and, and then, I mean, because once I figured out that that was, um, you know, the, the palpitations were under control, but I, I still wasn't well. Mm-hmm. Um, I still didn't feel good. And 
looking back after I figured out kind of my next group of random symptoms, what was going on, I, I realized like how toxic my body was. Um, you know, oh, this was all contributed to your body's inability to filter out and, and properly get rid of toxins within. So yeah, it's, it's really hard to pinpoint um, where that, where it initially happened, but. Were your um, food habits pretty on point at this time in your life? Were you eating like a whole food plants, plant-based diet or were you just kind of eating like the standard American diet? It, it was, it's, it was pretty standard American. I mean, not, not to the extent of um, a lot of people's where they are going out to eat and, you know, eating a lot of fast food and things yeah. like that. I mean, that we don't have fast food here. So, but we eat a lot of meat, um, not a lot of vegetables, not a lot of fruit because we don't even have a lot of access to those kind of things. So, um, yeah, my diet wasn't terrible, but it could have certainly been a whole lot better. So, yeah. No, I think that's so key because then once you kind of tuned into, you were going to have to hit it from all angles, right? Yeah. 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 So tell me a little bit about the learning. Um, when did you know that you wanted to help people with functional medicine and um, was it kind of, I mean, I know you're not giving people your herb concoction for parasites, but <laughs> no, you are. No, I mean, literally they came in a little baggie. Yeah. You're <laughs> doing labels, a, so. <laughs> You're using like an, an evidence-based protocol now. Yeah. I, I know that. So, yeah. um, how did you, how did you decide and, um, where, what was your first step in, in, in getting there? So after I, um, after I took the parasite cleanse, I studied, started studying holistic nutrition and health mm -hmm. and wellness. Um, and like I mentioned, like my illness still wasn't, it wasn't over right? <laughs> um, because I, I still got, I still got sick again. Um, and this, this time was a lot of like chronic fatigue, joint pain, migraines, um, rashes, just like very generalized symptoms. And again, I had to really dig and find the source of, of all those problems because I got to the point again, because I mean, this was another couple of years worth of decline. And when I finally figured out what was going on with me for the last time. <laughs> um, and for, for me, I mean, it, it was, like I mentioned before, it, it was toxicity within that had to be removed. Um, once I got to that source and was actually feeling like a human again, I knew that I wanted to, I wanted to help other people in a way that most, most medical models don't help people. So I decided to go back to school with the intention of studying functional medicine at that point, um, because I wanted to give others hope. I mean, I, I literally felt like I was dying 
more days than I was living. And I knew that there were so many people out there that felt the same way. And if I could give you hope for, you know, to get over some of your symptoms so you can thrive and have energy and think clearly, like that's, to me, that's worth absolutely, it's worth gold. I mean, because so yes. many people just don't have that hope. So, right. And I, I think that this brings up a really important touch point on, you know, the state of modern medicine. And I've said before on the podcast that we're really good. You're in a car accident, your arms falling off, um, yep. you know, these acute things. If you come to someone's office, even the best of specialists, and there really isn't a pharmaceutical quick intervention or something that can be summed up in a 10 to, I mean, maybe if you're lucky, it's a longer appointment with someone, but let's just go with like an average of a 15 minute appointment, mm -hmm. maybe a little longer for primary care. It's really hard to address these things. And I've been on the side of the, the provider that is seeing someone that I know there's probably a lot of things going on, but it is incredibly hard when you know that you have a waiting room full and you're trying to just get things done and you're trying to make sure that you're like putting out anything that's going to be really, you know, egregious or that something that's going to cause something you know, to happen, but it, it's just very difficult to dig deeper than that. And this yeah. is where I think functional medicine shines. It gets a lot of, um, oh, I don't know, heckling from yeah. uh, certain uh, doctors that maybe yeah. don't believe, but I, it, it's funny because any of the physicians that are heading a lot of our educational um, boards and the training um, they too were skeptics before someone in their family or they personally needed it. And so it is sort of one of those things where you're walking, you got to walk in the shoes almost or walk yeah. beside someone. But yeah. once you have, then you become this, I think, even better clinical provider for your patients, whether that's in functional medicine or it's in allopathic medicine, because there's a level of sympathy um, and, uh, understanding that isn't given to us in regular schooling. Yep. Yep. I, I agree. Um, I, I think that's one of the things like being in a smaller community, some of our providers are great about spending that extra time, but again, they don't have the background because you're not taught in traditional schools to think outside of what's in those books. Yes. And I mean, you know, you think about like all the women and, and hormone problems, or they think that they're hormone problems and, you know, people get tired of coming in saying, I'm so tired. I can't function, you know, this is going wrong. And they check a thyroid level. Well, it's fine. You know, they just walk away. Like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. Or what's wrong with me? No <laughs> one's going to help. Like, this can't yeah. be how I'm supposed to continue. The, like, I, I can't keep up. Like, yeah, my body's got you and your body, your body is telling you something. It, it does have a meaning. So yeah. Just, and there was a lot of stigma around women that would quote unquote complain with multiple symptoms. Um, 
kind of dubbed as crazy or having like a spell. I know, um, you know, that was something my, that was a term even my grandmother used, like she's having a spell, Um, you know, and I think that I'm just excited that more and more um, advanced practitioners are grabbing a hold of this and, and moving forward in like almost like a cohesive mission to help more people, you know, one, get to the root cause of what's, what's going on, but two, to help them, you know, be an advocate and a, um, and an essential part of their own healthcare plan. Yes. There is no more of this. Just take this and you'll be fine. Like that, those, those days are like maybe our parents or their parents' generation. Like this is not how it works anymore. I just, I think that the sooner we kind of come out of that, the better off, you know, our health, our entire healthcare system will be too. That, that, that personal responsibility for our actions and intentions, and then kind of, if you will, digging ourselves out of our own problems, because I know I had to do that for myself and you've done that for yourself and it's not pretty and it's not glamorous and it's not not um, (laughs) easy. And it's a constant a journey because I, I, I used to feel like, oh yeah, when my gut is all healed, we'll be healed. Well, it continually has stress. And so it yeah, goes I mean, back to needing it, healing. It is, again. it's just, this, it's a continual cycle. And like thinking about like the stress or how you eat. I mean, it's always like, okay, nope. I, I was bad <laughs> and yeah. I didn't eat enough fruits and vegetables and I did this and this and this, well, just just correct and just yeah. keep on going. Pivot and move. Yeah, exactly. Yep. 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 So um, this is so great. So I'm so excited that you're opening up a clinic because I know you're going to help a ton of people where you are, but you also help people um, online. You do, you do health coaching, which you've done yep. for a, a while now online and you do see um, clients all over. Yep. And then if someone wanted to, you know, connect with you more or kind of follow more of this new clinic opening, yeah. um, they can follow you on Instagram. And uh, you were telling me though, that you have quite the TikTok <laughs> presence too. So what's your handle on those? Um, one Brit, Brittany, B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y, Hyden, H-E-Y-D-E-N. So one Brittany Hyden, and we'll put that in the, um, comments too and then you also have a website yep. as well and yep. that's going to be keeping people posted with yep what's going on okay great well this is so before we let you go though I was hoping because I know you do so much uh coaching with gut health um I would love if you would give us just a couple key tips that maybe if someone's at home and they're listening to us and they're kind of thinking Okay, just that sounds like a lot of work, you guys. Like, I don't even know. I mean, obviously, I want to start somewhere. Um, what can they do like today to sort of just begin to move towards a gut healthier future? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, probably the first tip I would give is to start changing your diet, um, incorporating more fruits and vegetables, making sure you're drinking enough water. Um, you know, the whole food, the whole foods diet, um, is going to be the most beneficial for your gut health. Um, and then starting to 
make sure that you're moving and getting exercise and learning how to reduce the amount of stress that you have. Um, those are the probably top three things to start improving your overall health, especially if you're going to focus in your gut. So I love that. And I think I, I'm so glad that you brought up movement because uh, it can be really things you just enjoy too, that get you moving. Um, well, I used to always be like exercise. And now I switch that to, to tell myself movement. Yep. Yeah. Cause I think like when you use the term exercise, you think like, Oh, I've got to push myself so far and I, I have to be doing like CrossFit or something like that. Well, <laughs> right. no, like, just move, just get up and go for a walk and, you know, get outside and get some fresh air and just move your body. <laughs> so. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being here. I yeah, really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope that you found it as um, helpful as I did in listening to Brittany's story and how she's really taken something that was not a really a great hand dealt and turn it into something that really helps other people now with her mission to bring this awareness to others. It's um, super, super valuable. And if you are enjoying the podcast, I really appreciate if you could rate our podcast. The best thing that you can do to help us is to leave a review and um, subscribe. We also have a YouTube channel it's Jen Rice. Uh, it is um, largely with the videos taken from the podcast episode, as well as uh, be starting some YouTube shorts, which will be informative uh, functional medicine and integrative medicine, uh, helpful, helpful tips there. So um, thank you again for listening today's episode and the whole entire summer series is sponsored by love your gut club love your gut club is a uh, one spot simple step-by-step -step place to receive action items to heal and optimize your gut health this is not to take place of a medical provider but a coaching platform where you can learn really the fundamentals of getting into gut health and you can begin to work at the progression of chronic disease, getting rid of some prescription medications alongside your practitioners. And this membership has gotten great reviews. We actually are on our second year of the membership and um, the doors are open. And if you are looking for something to help you on a uh, monthly basis to just stay in check with things alongside of your primary care provider or your functional medicine provider. This could be it for you. Uh, we have a new uh, success, success path that has um, been launched and also an escalation path to more of a longevity based membership uh, to work on maintaining our results. So thanks again for listening and have a great, great week.